friends, welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast. The show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend and co-host, the demon who flies on the wings of a grasshopper. Alex Dandino, yep. Yeah, that sounds more metal than the movie ever gets. Yeah, but. wow. All right, guys, you know the deal. 31 days, 31 pods. The whore mega marathon is upon us. And we're uh, entering the dark realms of the Exorcist series today. But before that, a little bit of business, guys. Please, please go to patreon.com slash film alchemist podcast and join our community. It's the best way to support the show, and it's the best way to make the show exactly what you deserve for as little as a dollar a month. You can join our community, meet our awesome friends over there, uh, get in with us, do some fun stuff. As you go up the Highlander tier ranking systems, you can actually select the movies that you want to hear us talk about in a patron-exclusive library. Awesome group over there. Thank you to those of you who already support the show. For those of you who are about to, thank you as well. We know every dollar is hard-earned. We try to work hard to earn those dollars as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our little black hearts, make sure you go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel Film Alchemist to see video versions of uh, most of our podcasts over there as long as as well as some other fun stuff. The email for the show is filmalchemistpod at gmail.com, and we're on all the socials you're on. So reach out, get a hold of us. We're easy to talk to. Uh, or at least easy to reach, maybe not talk to. And we love hearing from you. All right. Enough of that nonsense. Let's get heretical. An exorcist to the heretic. Um, I don't think it's unfair to say that this is the most maligned sequel in movie history. I think if you went through, and there are some that have worse ratings on this and that right i think if you went through every movie that was super beloved right and got a sequel that was hated this is the biggest disjoiner right i think the only thing close would be highlander and highlander 2 the quickening wildly unfair highlander 2 the quickening by the way has a zero on imdb and that's a fucking offense towards god if there is a pazuzu he should burn those critics to the ground <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Someday I'll come be the one who saves Highlander 2. But I don't think it's unfair to say this is the most despised sequel in movie history. Not like, because some people say like, well, what about, you know, Halloween part 15? That doesn't count. I'm talking about sequel, right? Number two in a series. Right. I think this is the most hated. Watching it today, I do think it's the worst sequel of all time. (laughs) I don't know that it's completely as dog shit a movie as everyone makes out. I think when you say it's the worst sequel of all time, people assume it's just absolute trash across the board. I don't think that's true. But I think as far as the audience loved The Exorcist so much, it was such a cultural phenomenon film. I find it hard to imagine how many people read a script for this and are like, this is definitely feeding the pigs their slop. Alex, what did you make of Exorcist II, The Heretic? Well, in regards to your previous statement, I'm not sure anyone really read the script. They probably just saw, oh, Exorcist, I'm in. Why not? 
I mean, this feels like something everyone in town would have wanted to be in on, right? I mean, it's four years after the original Exorcist came out. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to be part of the most important horror franchise and possibly in history, then, yeah, I'd say you'd probably want to be on it. I, I pretty much agree with every sentiment most of the reviewers. Most of the reviews I read, some of them are like, man, people were dicks in the 70s. Like, now reviews are very, very, like, even if people don't like movies, like, well there's this i guess that's pretty cool and then they like write an entire review about it in the 70s like the things i read today just like reading reviews were just like piece of trash anyone involved that should be possessed and then murdered themselves like jesus christ yeah i i've never seen the sequels to the exorcist i've only ever watched the original i've i that's a lie i've watched um dominion and exorcist the beginning which i will tell you this exorcist 3 is a goddamn treat Right. Well, and you said that before. I'm looking forward to it. This was, um, it's one of those things where I finished the movie. I'm like, I gotta say, I've never watched a movie invalidate the former so badly. Not just like based on quality, but just like all the things that make everything we talked about yesterday with the exorcist is almost completely strip mined here. And they're like, yeah, but Pazuzu, you know, you're like, Okay, yeah. that's literally the only thing left over. The rest of us just like, I don't know, um, synchronizers <laughs> and psychic brainwaves and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what? It, th- you know what it is? It feels like an idea for a Cronenberg movie. And he's like, I'm not doing this. And then like handed it off. Like, that's what like. When we start the movie off in that weird little like. What I can only really like, I wrote in my notes. I can only describe this movie as the lair of a uh, bee-themed supervillain, uh, like that honeycomb thing that they all that all the kids like. Yeah, all the kids. Live it was in. like all the leftover flats from The Shining. Where it's like, yeah, we don't need that. And they're yeah. like, yeah, put some windows in it and have a guy pushing a big foam octagon in the background of every shot. Yeah, it, call it a day. It was just like this really. So like when that whole thing starts, I'm just like. Why is this happening? Because the movie begins in a place where you're like, all right, you know, sort of similar. Well, let's let's just take like a couple bullet points because I would like to try. I don't know that this will be the world's longest show. Uh, I would like to try to talk about some of the things that ideas that might have been OK in here. Sure. Again, I'll say this. Even Exorcist 2, the heretic, hasn't gotten that fake film Twitter shit where. You'll see some asshole is like, are we ready to, as a society, yeah, agree no one's had that, that the shit heretic yet. is a masterpiece? I've never read that. No one's gone. That'll that be the day when I'm like, you know, we need to take film Twitter out back and old yeller it is when someone yeah, says that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's just like you start out. Yeah, like you said, we're doing like satanic inception, right? And you're like, that's what really worked for me in the first one, right? Is the technology, the, t- the technology. And, uh. Well, actually, before that even, right? You kind of know you're in trouble right off the bat. They start with a possession scene. And uh, Richard Burton is sweating his way through this uh, lodge, right? (laughs) Oh, boy, is he. Yeah, just fucking sweating his way through the scene, right? There's just people all over the place, right? Just blocking us from seeing the possessed girl. The possessed girl is seemingly not possessed she just goes i think she's just hey i think she just has like yellow fever or something like she's got some well, no, sort of i mean it, issue. who knows she's just literally like hey why me in a normal voice mm-hmm. i heal people normal voice 
goes and lights herself on fire and immediately we get our first like this is not going to be a mastercraft in a uh, technique right like there's some uh some sloppy work being done in the candle burning and you're like all right like that's a good image like they'll use that sure and then once you get to the uh the satanic inception where we're going back into linda blair's memories but then she can tag out leave nurse ratchet in the memory richard burton can do a sweaty tag in right <laughs> and now they're in the memory without her attached yeah by the end this is the loosest piece of tech that's ever been in a movie, by the way, is the synchronizer. Oh, yeah. There is no rhyme. Because at the end, they're just synchronizing without someone to give them hypnosis commands. It's, and it's just. It is anyways, like. Throw all that out, right? So yeah. the satanic inception aside, right? At best, it's when like they a started, really advanced VHS player. Where you're just really, it's, it's bad. It's so bad. But when they started overlaying what look like pornography parodies of the bedroom scene that we didn't see between Marin and Regan in the first one. Yeah. Where like the demons holding Regan's hand and they're fighting over the teats of nurse ratchet. I was like, Oh God, like we're way off course. Like this is not good. Yeah. It just, it, it, but to your point though, what they took in the first one is they made these very relatable real world whores. And then what if you amp that up by seeing a loved one really assaulted? Yeah. It, again, it, <laughs> it's such a hard movie to talk about. And, like, I'm trying to find, like, the positive. Like, the affirmative for it is, like, that there were risks taken. And, yeah, like, there is this just, like. Okay. That's good. You remember when you'd go to like when you were a kid and they had like science fiction and fantasy paperbacks and you'd start reading them. And you're like, these are dense. Who are these written for? Like, who yeah. is this small niche of nerd that wants it to be so thick and dense? Right. That's almost what they did here. They so overthought the room. Yeah. But see that scene in general, though, right? Someone watched The Exorcist and said, you know what those people wanted when we watched part one? We wanted to see her literally Darth Vader Marin's heart. And you're like, we didn't want that. A lot of what makes the exorcist great is what we're not seeing. Right. When you just see that, it, Oh, she's a scarier character because an old man had a heart attack. Yeah. Like great. I mean, I think that that's the weird I, to me. There's just this like healthy overdose of science fiction injected into this movie. That is actually exactly how I'd put it. Yeah, there's way too much science fiction in a in this horror movie, and there's way there's not enough there's not enough just like the horror that makes The Exorcist interesting is like we talked about yesterday the real world impact like the realness of everything is what makes that movie so visceral such an experience. Mm -hmm. What the heretic does that would never have justified any like which would have made the exorcist the worst movie ever made is that it takes all these it takes all these things that like yeah like you were saying we don't need to see we don't need explained and tries to explain them like i don't right i, I don't well, need the point of religion right is it's this series of idols and symbols that explain these big unknowables right right it, imagine if the opening in Iraq of The Exorcist, everything, this is 
you know, Rocky Street, where we found Pazuzu from Chapter 4 of The Homework. And you're like, wait, what? Right. Just show him being in a sh- uh, like a sun showdown with the snake dick guy. Got it. That's not okay. Bad things are going to happen. Right. There's so much. Here's the thing, right? It's a movie called Exorcist to the Heretic that has, I mean, almost no possession, almost no exercising. It has more fucking traveling than the Irishman. <laughs> it's it really is one of those movies that I, I, I just kept pondering. What the fuck? Right. I just I, I would have loved to have been in a room where they were going over these scripts. Right. And just saying, who do you think this is servicing? Right. And again, there are some ideas, right? The idea of Regan knowing that she's still possessed and trying to fight that fight on her own, right? Having a literal personal demon. The scene when she wakes up and Regan, and she walks out, almost walks off the ledge. Yeah. I was like, that's great because the next thing we see is her playing with her, you know, fucking Andy Warhol pigeon setup (laughs) and pretending that nothing's wrong. Right. So I was like, oh, they're saying that she's just coped with this. Because the immense weight of the last time people tried to help her, they died. All right. That's an idea. That's a true blue sequel idea. Sure. Yeah. Like the the repression of memories. Like, that's what I thought we were at. Like, I really thought that's where we were going to go. It was like, this is all about Reagan's repression of what happened. And like, I don't like some sort of what I thought was going to happen is Reagan's repression of what happened is what's keeping Pazuzu at bay, so to speak. And, like, we're about to get a whole new, like, a full new, brand new possession. Like, he wasn't done. He was just lying in wait. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Not really what we Evil never truly dies, right? Like, you're like, all right. Right. And then I I even like some of the crumbs, right? So Richard Burton becomes infatuated with this technology. With science, we can prove God. I was like, hell yeah, that's great. Perfect. Right? That's a great perfect real world idea. It's a perfect counterpoint to Karis. Like Karis is out. Mm-hmm. Karis is done. He doesn't want to deal like his yeah. his faith is lost. The counterpoint is a guy who wants to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. His faith is so yeah. strong he must prove it. I remember right there with Karis, he doesn't want to believe it for one second by himself. He wants the world to know that he hasn't wasted his life. Right. That his friend didn't waste his life. I love that beat. The idea of these old priests searching for the devils that never manifested and it haunting them is lovely for storytelling, right? All that starts to get mucked up and washed aside. And you just instantly know, right? In the first one, you know, name yourself. I'm the devil. All right, that's metal. That's hardcore. We immediately get it. And this one, name yourself. Puzuzu. It's like, that's just not as cool. Right. Well, because it's just, just not. And then also, like, so what? Uh, it's just the idea of just adding like the enormous amount of story in Africa to seemingly have it <laughs> not matter at all, except for the loosest metaphor that humans are like locusts because we grate on each other's nerves we are voracious carnivorous swarm good lord was that the metaphor i was supposed to pull from that i literally yeah. had, I was like i was well, just like imagine how they did like an hour of that in africa to get to that one metaphor and the matrix did the humans are a virus in like 30 seconds yeah 
This is another thing. The Exorcist 2, The Heretics, a movie that I kept pausing and being like, is this five hours long? Oh, God. I still have, you know, 28 minutes left. It felt so fun. I, Again, I think it's because like the Irishmen, they can't just say, hey, let's go to the house where the first one happened. They're literally stuck in traffic jam. I was at the hour Train mark. jam. I was at the hour <laughs> mark, and I was like, oh, my God. Holy shit, there's more of this. Like, it, and not to say that it's just like, oh, it goes on for days, because it just, it feels like that because... Again, like you're just watching this movie invalidate its premise almost simultaneously as it like tries like again the use of science yeah like Richard Burton like that the the beat starts so well like you're like you have oh, a cool. couple of those first act cornerstones where you're like I could see the movie this could become totally never manifests like it's just yeah and then they're like or would you like to take the amazing thrill ride nature's roller coaster the locust and you're and like that, wait so the scary demon from part one that's fucking neck snapping and you know chucking people out windows is a fucking grasshopper just a, like a grasshopper that's lame not even like a swarm like one no, like grasshopper. one single grasshopper <laughs> it's like flying into like the old bedroom and just like floating around like a little like douche everywhere. well it's just like you think about like how metal like oh yeah like from the first movie how metal like when reagan describes captain howdy you're like well that's fucked up and then in this one it's Dude, like oh, how cool, about how Jim she just yeah she does like that uh you know bruce springsteen pose in front of the statue and you're like yeah and then, this and then one, it's, it's like, like, oh, cool. I Jiminy was... Cricket's in this one. Great. <laughs> Dude, he literally tells the pilot, he's like, I flew this route on the wings of a demon. And it's like, you are overselling. And I know you're a Catholic, <laughs> so that's your, your racket. But good Lord, you are overselling what we just watched with our own eyes. I mean, and that's another one. Not only do we travel by traffic jam, train, plane. Plane. We travel across all of Africa by locust. There's it's, so much traveling and walking in this movie. It's just so... <laughs> Again, <laughs> like, half the movie is exposition to get us to this, like, next scene that means less than the previous scene did. Like, I, honestly, like, I, again, like, every single time we're doing something, I'm like, not only is it, like, distractingly bad, this is, they're great. Like, Louise Fletcher is in this movie, Nurse Ratchet, Richard Burton. Okay. Yes, great cast. Linda I, Blair. honest to God, I'll tell you what I thought was happening, right? Because the moment they started fucking with the synchronizer, I'm like, this is a rapist invention. <laughs> like, rapists will use this against the human race. I was right, like, right. this isn't okay, right? Because they'll like, it's like that black mirror, like, oh, well, if I rape you in your dreams, it's not rape. You're like, yeah, this right. is not good. We need to smash this machine now before this gets out of control. And I kept thinking, because they cast Nurse Ratchet as the anti-Ratchet, yeah. where she's the nicest nurse ever. And every time she kept playing with kids, in that scene when she was giving those two kids the bath, I'm like, for sure she's going to not answer the phone because she's going to drown those two kids. And we're going to find out that this is some kind of elaborate fucking plot. Because by the end, when they start doing the synchronizer without it, right? There's one scene when he's in Africa, right? And Linda Blair is seemingly using it while it's not around, right? And at the end, they have the light flashing on Nurse Ratchet in her last scene in the movie. 
right. without the synchronize. I thought they were going to set it up that this is all some kind of weird therapy unreality, which, again, equally uninteresting and does nothing to help the movie <laughs> at all. Yeah, I, man. Honestly, I feel bad. Let's talk about something good. I feel bad. We're kind of shitting I, on a lot. I, I will, like, this is the thing, is I talked about, like, it's not shitting on a movie that, one, all of us think is, like, there's, like, if there's someone out there who thinks The Heretic is great, I invite you, one, to explain to us why we're wrong. But more to the point, like. And we won't even fight you. I just want to hear you. I just want to know what the it, opinion yeah. is, because quite frankly, like, like. What makes The Exorcist interesting is the fear of the unknown. Like, yes. the fear of... And <laughs> it's weird for a movie that is the sequel to a movie about the fear of not just the unknown, but the unknowable. Like, it is beyond space and time to know these things, to know of a, to know the, the world of a demon, the world of God itself. Very few of us know the truth. To bring it back and be like... Well, you know, repressed memories in this weird rape engine will like just drag it right out of you. <laughs> it's uh, what if that was the sequel to like Thomas the Train, <laughs> the little the little raper that could he just keeps chugging along with this synchronizer. It is this like it's, it's literally a Men in Black thing, but like yeah. more rapey. It is this really weird. So, but I think that's the thing, and that's the thing that I'm trying to gather. And like, if anybody does like this movie, I, I'm assuming the reason they like it is because. There is ne- like the, because this movie does a lot of science fiction work, like a lot of science fiction stuff. Like, well, I guess I think the I think what you said earlier about like because I remember like those. I mean, at, when I was in elementary school, the book fair things that they would do like in the like when you had library day, you'd go to the you'd go to the library and they'd have books that you could just take. Like they'd give you books. It wasn't even like a rental thing. It would just be like, oh, hey, here's free books. And like I always took the weirdest one I could find. Normally it was just like some a weird fantasy novel I was never going to read, but like, like the one I just bought you for your birthday. Uh, first off, the dinosaur and the virgin. The virgin the and tagline. the first off, the virgin and the dinosaur will be what will be read. And the tagline is "Time is on nobody's time side. is on nobody's side." That better be on the fucking book club on the Discord. That, that is, this is on the book club treasure. for sure. Right, but so that that but book, right? That, it's dense, and you're like, who cared about virgins and dinosaurs? So that's kind of here's the thing, though, right? If I gave this movie credit, it's that there is sometimes a problem with sequels where they just remake a shittier version of the first movie. Right. This movie absolutely, it's coming up to the plate and taking the biggest daddy hacks it can. <laughs> Granted, it's essentially strikeouts with maybe like a long foul ball in there. Right. But it's, I mean, it's taken some cut. It's refusing to just remake the X. What's interesting too, is like this started out as a, they wanted just a beat for beat rehash of the exorcist, which is weird because like, there's like, there's just like little husks. Like Lamont's investigation is very similar to Karis trying to figure things out or even Chris McNeil. But like, what it really ends up being is this investigation, I guess, into, you know what? This is the good thing. What it tries to do is do an investigation, not of the spiritual, but of the metaphysical. That really is what the movie ends up doing that it yeah. tries to do. Is, well, they talk about this, that she could be a healer, right? She cures this girl right. with autism and lets her speak. 
because she had a brush with the. I like the idea that the locust swarm came to the African village because that boy was so good, right? He had some kind of d- divine gift, right? And that Pazozo or Pazuzu is, uh, you know, Pabozo is <laughs> flying around trying to dislike even this field. I'm like, great, that makes sense. Someday, and I like the idea that there will be this locust mind, right? This hive mind of the world, right? That because there is this fun clash of religious uh, iconography, right? In some of the African scenes, like I thought, Marin being in the village and trying to protect the boy from the the locust, right? And watching spin the whip, like that's going to stop the whole horde. And then seeing him possess, I was like, oh, good, we are going to get a possession. This is great. And then they cut to that fucking, you know, the one place where they just refuse to build ladders. Again, we have to travel by foot up the side of a mountain. But they do a a cliffhanger exorcism. But it lasts like a minute and a half. I'm like, this is by far the coolest shit in the movie. That should have been like a 10-minute set piece. It's an interesting. There's another ah, thing about the title. I like. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. The title of this movie being The Heretic is. So weird because, like, in the beginning of the movie, they explain like Lamont basically the Catholic Church is trying to be like, Listen, we're very cool now, we do like youth groups, so we don't want anyone to think we still believe in Satan. Yeah, they we all know how the Catholic Church's youth groups went, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, the, like, literally, like, the exposition for the beginning of the movie for Lamont's journey is, Hey, they're gonna try to pen all this heresy on Marin because he's super like. I don't know, super priest. It's hard to tell, but basically because gonna, he actually believes, he actually believes in the things you're supposed to believe when you're, <laughs> when you're a man of the cloth. So they're like, yeah, we're going to pin all this heresy on him. You're going to have to investigate this, um, Reagan McNeil, Reagan McNeil exorcism. They're like, Oh, okay. So that I was like, oh, okay, cool. So maybe the movie, like the title is cool, cluing, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> the title's cluing me into like, okay, Marin's just like on the face a heretic, but like what we're going to find out is maybe like, maybe Reagan is also like this savant, like something, like, literally anything. And again, I was just like stumped that the movie was called The Heretic Exorcist yeah. 2. I'm like, who else is a heretic in this movie? Yeah, you're like, I guess the... Uh... The pixie haircutted nanny who just turns real quick, and we have no idea why. I mean, it's either and at that. the end, she literally they crash the car, right? Right. And you can tell it's going to be her. She's being a real sack of shit. Right? Yeah. They crash the car, and she gets out. And she's like, <laughs> "You're like, okay, we're doing the omen." When she lights the fire, she just stand there and burns in slow motion for what felt like 38 minutes of my life. <laughs> and at the end, they have her wrapped up like she's Lord Voldemort. And, uh, that, you know, priest walks over. He's like, it wasn't you being a bad person. It was your thirst for answers. I'm like, no, she was just bad. Well, I thought and when then they were gonna... my favorite part though, is when they just stand up and they're like, just leave crispy on the yeah. neighbor's doorstep. Yeah, fine. We'll just... <laughs> <laughs> I actually, okay. So once Lamont gets to the, um, the hive mind place and sees the, I'm sorry. It's yes. the weirdest, it's the weirdest set for a movie like this. But like, once they get to the hive, but mind it's place, awesome. It At is. least it looks cool. At least there's something. It's this awesome. part where we do the ritual in the temple, and then the the whole thing with James Earl Jones. Yeah, I actually thought that, and that is what becomes prequel and Dominion essentially is that kind of right. African exorcism. But that part of him spitting a jaguar, and they do those awesome Evil Dead like aerial shots through the minis. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, okay, now we're clash of right. Like two holy men have to come together, right, and worship a higher god to take on a Pabozo. <laughs> I thought that was like I liked the part with James. Earl I Jones. did too. I thought that was the shit. I honestly thought the movie was going to. I really, especially the beginning, thought the movie was going to be all about science versus nature, and yes. about this like. What do you bow to? What do you respect? So on and so forth. Like by the end, anyone who was had any question that science could conquer nature would be told otherwise. I was under the assumption that Father Lamont was the heretic of the title because I was like, oh, he's going to be like science proves all this. God means like God's nothing. Well, they talk about how he's become obsessed with and even infatuated with the demon and the technology. Right. And I was like, yes, fuck yes, give me that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, when all he right. Can't, when he can't find uh, Coco, Kumonko, whatever the fuck the name is. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Kukumo. 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 I don't know. Kukumo. Yeah, so as he's looking for him and the guy's like, oh, Kukumo? And they just pull out some girl to show her tits. And he's like, ah, you got me. And he's a little fed up. He actually calls, and somehow this is when the synchronizer light hits Reagan. So you're like, all right, is this real or unreal? Again, just another, like, it has no artistic value. It's just adding another layer of fuckery for us to mess with. Yeah. Thank God, because we got to get this episode out. We got to have something to talk about. But he says, he, you know, she goes, say my name, right? Yeah. And he goes, uh, Pabozo. And all of a sudden, he's at the Locust Temple, right? And James Earl Jones has this awesome, like, Locust headgear. And he's doing, like, a, you know, hey, if you believe in your faith, step on these spikes and walk over here. He steps, ah, and then he falls and wakes up in the Grasshopper Laboratory. What did you make of all that, Jazz? Uh, it's very confusing. I mean, to me... <laughs> That's very politique. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things like it's this like at the plate, huge fucking cut towards this like metaphysical journey we're supposed to be on. And like that to me, I mean, that to me is what it's supposed to be is this like metaphysical uh, exploration of of self, of otherness, of all kinds of shit. Like, like but that's the problem is like there's no concrete way to explain the metaphysics or explain that not even explain the metaphysics, but explain the metaphysical notion that they're trying to go for. So instead it's just this like hodgepodge of shit and the synchronizer and all this other stuff ends up being this sort of like, it's this catch all essentially yeah. for You're like, I wish this I don't want to would have synchronized any of it. Yeah. Like it's basically like, I don't want to explain any of this. So just point yeah. at that little weird thing. Well, it has like that. an avatar, the last airbender, right? What do like the hippies in that weird shining set ballet Regan, the air temple and the locust tribe all have to do with each other other than they're human and somehow are connected put to Popozo. Popozo that we that we have no idea why. So this demon attacked this boy in an African tribe. Yes. Years later, Father Marin finds the tiny head, which leads to the giant dick snake statue. Right. Which then leads us to Georgetown, which then leads us to 
inception in San Francisco. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's just San Francisco and then back to DC. Yeah. And this isn't all the way an exorcist two problem. That's kind of, again, what I said, like my one gripe with exorcist one, I don't know why you compound it. Yeah. In I, this film. I think that's the thing that makes, that's the, really the thing that I think I was most shocked by, like about this movie in general is that other than Iraq, the exorcist is centrally located. Like, there's a round Georgetown, but it's certainly not a thing where they're like, oh, we're going to go here and there. And then like, it's very centrally located. And that, I think, adds to the claustrophobia of the story that's being told. Because the movie, like, The Exorcist is Also over- the relatability. Right. The Exorcist is two hours long, it, but it doesn't go all over the place. I think in trying to expand the world of The Exorcist itself, the problem is... The story, the thing that makes it so unique and the thing that makes it actually scary takes such an enormous hit that it's kind of unrecoverable. Like, I I don't care about the locust thing. I think that's a big problem. Like, it's supposed to be this huge visual metaphor, and I didn't give a shit. Like, I honestly was just like, Well, so it doesn't happen until like an hour and a half into yeah, the movie. Yeah, you're almost done with the fucking movie when it comes up, and you're like, got it. Yeah. This was actually really important, and you should have put this in, I don't know, like, Well, by, first by then you're like... You, they don't have a horror movie moment essentially in that movie until what thirty minutes in, maybe like, longer, like twenty minutes left. Oh shit! That's you're what right. I mean. Is Regan no, right. almost falling off a clip? I mean, because to me, when they reshow the uh, the pornography recast of whatever that fucking makeup was on her. Oh, that's not her. They're like. But that's what I mean. Like, whatever that fucking makeup was that doesn't look right, it's so bad. It looks like a porn recast of The Exorcist. You're like, that's not scary. That's just fucking silly and funny. I mean, yeah. So I would say there's not a real kind of horror movie moment. And that's what, you know what really sucks, too? Is when they got to the house at the end, when he opens the door and the locusts come out, you're like, all right, that's a fucking really cool scene. Uh, it lasts very short. Yeah, I guess all of it kind of sucks. I'm trying to think of it. Uh, when they go into the bedroom, right, there is that cool beat where he's now confronted with uh, bedroom eyes, Regan. Yeah. Right? Good where shot. It's like, Great yeah, shot. Like, let's hump it out. They had already made the crack about doesn't he need a woman. All right. This is cool. You're looking at this. And then they start playing with the does he have a infatuation with Regan right, maybe yeah. does he love her as a woman or his vessel to this demonic proof so okay like there's some imagery we can work with here and him battling between the Regans and him becoming the the murderous sentinel like all right all right yeah, yeah. like now we're doing something we keep having to cut to a cab for no reason yeah like I think that's the problem too is like we keep being on board with like one thing and then Sorry, we have a very big story. It's it's, it's exactly right. what we talk about with Ince- like Inception. <laughs> well, like you said, same thing. yeah. <laughs> the Exorcist one is a really small scale story, right? What if we are worthless and alone, juxtaposed with what if we're not, and isn't that scarier? And the stakes are the life of one small girl in a room, right? One man's soul, right? They're very relatable small the room is very drab and empty almost uh the weird thing is i want to know if the fish survived the exorcism in part one that's something i didn't think about 
Neither here nor there. As a fish tank owner, I'm always concerned. What are your algae levels? Never mind. But there, there was something really powerful in that simplicity, right? Yeah. This movie says, what if at the end of The Exorcist, we turned the stuff that you thought you liked into a universal ride? Right. Well, y- dude. And it exactly blows. Like when the house starts coming apart and she has a swarm, like P- Pabozo has a swarm of locusts to do nothing. Yeah. Like, why are they there? And then why do we keep cutting away to the woman slowly burning? Was she a cultist? Did she somehow get this job to help further the agenda? Right, was she like a Mrs. Baylock in The Omen? Like, is that like part of the deal? And so they just keep jumping around. And it's almost as if by the end, the movie is just highlighting. Like, there's a scene when uh, the priest almost brings down a plane with a lightning bolt, it looks like. And you're like, cool, skip that. Hey, let's catch a cab. And you're like, what the fuck? The cabbie looks at him like, oh, no, that street. And they're like, yeah, just go. Like, All right. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. And it's just it almost becomes this highlight reel of failure. Well, to me, I think this is this is really kind of like the crux of my argument always was forever will be with heretic is. The point of the exorcist is it could be anybody. Anyone could be possessed. It, It doesn't matter. To make the to make Reagan unique is to dismantle everything that's interesting about the exorcism itself. Yeah, Reagan, you know being what? Special causes a problem. It's actually like the te- this movie does what the people thought Matrix Reloaded did. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people didn't like that Neo wasn't the one, right? And there was something about we all want to wake up from the Matrix and have control, but Neo is the one. Okay, Christ metaphor. This one is it could be inside of all of us, right? There, I think even in the Exodus one when they do that possession, we see the white face on her and Karis both, right? Yep. So it's in Holy Man and Victim at the same time. Yeah, yeah. This one's like, nope, she's a healer. And it's like, when did that fucking start? Yeah. Right. Not Why only couldn't is she, she a healer, healer, her she ass has out? this. Like, not only is she healer, she does have no scars left. Not only is she healer, she's like one of the first of this new type of people who like all have these psychic yeah, powers. Yeah, the fucking white locust. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like it's one of those things where like by making Reagan exceptional or special, along with a host of other people, you take away what makes that movie, that first movie, so interesting and so compelling is. It could be any of us. It's I mean, it's just it's everywhere. It's the set pieces got bigger, but they achieved nothing. Right. You yeah. get this score by who who did any Marconi. Ennio Marconi. Yeah. Like one of the most legendary uh, film composers. And it just does nothing but remind us that it's almost this telenovela terrible story. <laughs> you get sweaty ass Richard Burton off the couch to just remind us how. He's performing a lot, and you're watching. He's a great actor. Get him off. He's a great actor. Yeah, but you're just watching him not achieve a human moment in the whole film. Everybody is phoning it in. Like I think that's the thing that bothers me the most is like you feel like Linda Blair, who is amazing in the first movie. Holy shit, was she great? Yeah, she feels so like there's there's that first scene she has with uh with um louise fletcher the first scene she's in a, she keeps the way she she say keeps saying dialogue i'm like 
She almost has a southern draw in a couple. Yeah, I'm like, moments. is she reading yeah. cue cards? What's going on? Like, it's a very weird, like, I don't know. It just feels I like. I mean, also, I don't blame them because, again, this script is big on ideas. And, and short on yeah, ideas. <laughs> just a locust-ridden field every other department. Yeah. So, do I blame the actors? I mean, this is this just feels like one of those movies that across the board, and it, it's not even that it doesn't look okay and that they couldn't have had like the talent to make a better film. I always come back to this, right? You're making another sequel because you know that I want to see this again and give you my money, right? I want to recapture the magic of that first experience. Right. So I want to go to the theater and feel something akin to what I felt watching The Exorcist, and I'll give you money for that. And I've never heard anyone ever be able to tell me what tickle is this scratching for an Exorcist fan. Agreed. Right? All it does is it kneecaps other scenes in The Exorcist I like and makes me want to jump out of a second floor window to my death. That's essential. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what it, it's driving me. It's driving all of a, us to Karis ourselves. If I can have a virtual reality experience that Father Karis did uh, on my way out. I I feel bad. This is probably the most we've disliked. I was the movie just we've thinking that about. this is easily the most negative we've ever been. But honestly, like this movie... We had such a great talk yesterday about The Exorcist. Like, I fucking love that movie. And I think that's what's hard about this kind of thing. Like, for it to be, yeah. it, it is rightfully one of the worst sequels ever made. And, like, I yeah, think. Yeah, and it was going to be a tightrope to ever make a fully satisfying sequel yeah. to that movie, anyways. So, for it to be, yeah, for it to be a thing where we're like, we're trying to find good things, but honestly, it's just a movie that, yeah, has just these very large ideas that could have worked had the time been spent to actually work on them. But really, they end up just being, they just end up being ideas that are on screen, but not in, I don't know how to describe Yeah, well, it. that's what I mean. There's there's three or four starts to entire movies that yes. could have worked, right? Regan carrying a personal demon trying to live a normal life. That is a movie I would have watched. Uh, this whole Father Lamaze, what's his name? Lamont. Father, Father Lamont. Yeah, Father Sweaty Leathery guy trying to fucking use science to Very prove interesting. that God and demons exist at the expense of this girl. Very interesting, right? Everything in Africa was very interesting to me, right? I would have liked to have followed... Uh, Kukomo and watch him like how does he spit the jaguar right he says i'll spit a jaguar and he spits not a jaguar in the give me more of that shit right i like that imagery it's fun watching that and christianity collide yeah that's fine Absolutely. if you want to make the fucking cultist movie with nurse ratchet and worst nanny ever <laughs> let's do that fucking movie i'd watch yeah so people find out about this weird case and they form a cult around regan that makes perfect fucking sense so there are at least four segments of movies that make sense, right? And the cultists could be the cult of the locust, whatever, right? You can tie all this together. They have four separate ideas that you could make an entire hour and a half movie in the Exorcist universe that should have been interesting based on the fallout of the first movie we saw. This movie kind of sprinkles ideas and then just makes us commute for an hour and 20 minutes and yeah. it's hard to watch man it is. i try really hard on this show to find 
any excuse to say that something's well done and I like it. This is, if I'm being honest, short of Phantom Menace, this is probably the biggest failure in movie history to me. Yeah, I, I'd agree it with does, that. It does. It comes so, I mean, it pales so much in comparison to the first one. And not only that, it doesn't even try to service the fans, right? Whereas Phantom Menace, no movie ever had more budget, more love, more expectation. They could have had anything, right? There were no obstacles in making Phantom Menace. Not at all. Which turns out was the the Phantom Menace was George Lucas's free reign. (laughs) Um, And they just made the biggest dog shit movie that also invalidates a lot of the stuff we like. True. Um, But at least Phantom Menace is still like a watchable, complete story. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think... I. It's hard. And that's the thing. It's never easy to follow up a movie that just hits like a fucking atom bomb. It's it's a tall order and it's a weird thing to ask four years after. Like where and again, we're talking about this movie almost fifty years after the original came out, and it still has this unflinching legacy. So to ask four years after a movie literally yeah. changed the way we watch movies to do it again yeah. it's it's it was never going to be a task that was serviceable. no but and that's the thing right the way jaws scared an entire species us about the water the exorcist put demons in our homes again right yeah. and it was scary the thing is when you see exorcist 3 which we'll talk about tomorrow exorcist 3 takes a lot of shit and it did for years right it was always like oh that movie fucking sucks blah 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 it's actually really good and I think because Exorcist 2 was so horrendously bad and such a slap in the face to fans of The Exorcist, The Exorcist 3 got a lot of that, like, spillover bullshit. And I think if Exorcist 3 had come out instead of The Heretic, people would have really liked that sequel, right? Been like, yeah, it sucks compared to The Exorcist, but compared to your average horror movie, this is really fucking good. Right. And, you know, however it goes, right? The Heretic's something we have. And I do applaud them for big ideas. Again, they had four ideas for complete scripts. Um, And they went the scrapbook method. And hey, man, that was their choice. I don't know, dude. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm fucking trying. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Put this fucker down. (laughs) I Like Nurse Ratchet, I'm going to drown this one in the bathtub and move on with my day. Because I'm fucking stoked to talk about Exorcist I'm excited to talk about Exorcist 3 tomorrow. That's Exorcist 3 is a movie. That is one of those ones where people on film Twitter are like, guys, this is really good, and they're right. Um, if you're the guy who's going to do the film, the heretic on Twitter thing, God bless you, lad. God bless you. Uh, that's it, guys, for Exorcist 2. Tell the us heretic. why this movie's great if you are that guy. Hey, we'll do it as a Patreon exclusive. I will get on a Zoom with you, and we can talk for Absolutely. an entire day. If you come legit, if you come legit, I will give you all my time to make this happen. Don't just quote Martin Scorsese. Here we go. Yeah. Don't come in with that weak shit. Really think it out. All right. That's it. (laughs) Tomorrow, the Exodus 3. Guys, 31 days, 31 pods. Thank you. We know it's a lot. Thank you for your support. Keep sharing, retweeting all the stuff. Tell your friends to come join the fun, man. It's spooky season. We all want to watch the movies. Let's watch them together uh as always thank you 
patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod, the best way to help this show. Also, the way to make sure we talk about the specific movies you want. Film Alchemist on YouTube, the email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Find us on the socials. That's it. I gotta, I gotta take a shower. Whew.